So thank you all for joining us for another episode of Let's Chat About Death. And I'm joined again by the lovely Jess. Hello, Jess. Hi, team. Yes, uh, there's no one there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So today we're going to talk about you, actually. We're going to uh, dig a little bit deep into um, your experiences with being a funeral arranger conductor driver, jack of all trades. Um, Master of none. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so um, tell everyone how long you've been in the industry for. Feels like 84 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I have been in the funeral industry for oh, coming on about two and a half years now. So oh, that long. Fairly fresh, fairly fresh. Yeah. Um, and how... How have you found it from when you first come in to where you are now? Oh, look, it is it is very different from what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I guess I had, you mm. know, in my head, even with, with research that I had done, um, I guess probably a very Americanised view of, of yeah, I think funerals. everything I think everything is American yeah because it's so um, readily available on YouTube absolutely and, and absolutely. books and Google and very rarely do you find us Aussies you know um, smashing so, it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, certainly not in a bad way though I I love and appreciate what I get to do yeah. in my job role and I'm I, I, that has expanded for me. So when I first started, I was a funeral director's assistant and I'd never had any sort of experience in this industry other yeah. than doing, you know, hair and makeup. Um, and that was few and far between over the years. And, you know, now I'm a, I'm an arranger conductor. So I'm, I'm more front of house than back of house yeah. now. So, yeah, yeah things so have you changed. Don't, you don't lower yourself to the... Plebby style? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm working on my, you know, second story <laughs> office as yeah, we speak. As, I, as, I, as we're sitting in my office, which is the treehouse, <laughs> uh, which is upstairs, obviously, because that would be silly if it was under the floor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. What time is it? Is it time to go home yet? Um, so with, with your experience, like you said, everything was sort of like – basically Americanized, and I class it as like it's the public view against us as funeral directors view. Yep. Um, I don't think there's an industry that matches us. Not at all. Like I would even say the medical field has a totally different feeling to what ours does. Yep. The community's um, view, I guess, on funeral directors or if you're old school undertakers is that they should pretty much be put out in the bush 
somewhere and don't come out during the day uh, and only come out at night. Yeah. I think people think we're vampires. Yeah. And what what do we do? We do the opposite. Yes, we do. We want people to know who we are, why we do things, how we do it. We want colours to be bright and cheerful because people deserve to be celebrated rather than, you know, black uh, outfits, uniforms, solemn face, you know, that morbid feel like the lurch off um, the Adams family or whatever it was, you know, no expression whatsoever. But in fact, we get the opposite, don't we? We really do. We really do. I, I love that I get to be a part of, I guess, someone's good death experience. Yeah. Um, because it's either going to go one way or the other. You, you know, a family could have a really terrible experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm so honoured to be able to be a part of a good experience for yeah. them, you know. Because, I mean, I've come from, for those people that are listening first time, you know, I've been funeral directing for, what, 23 years now. Uh, and I started my career in with a corporate, um, which is go, has given me all the grounding that I need to be where I am today. Um, but it's not... Uh, I'm glad I got out of that scene early, like earlier rather yep. than now because I don't know, you know, I think there was a lot of a lot of things happening in, in that in that sort of environment yep. um, of, of corporate. Um, and I think that's just across the board. Any industry, big industry is, is that. But what used to always get me was it was about the family. Yep. It's not about the dollars. Yep. Dollars, I mean, dollars are great, but on the other side, it's not about that. Yep. We get now, what, families that have dealt with big boys before and have been, you know, um, given an even better service with us when they come through. Yeah. And it used to always get me, you know, that, that funeral director that they had previously, why aren't they going back to them? Yes. You know, like you said all the time, oh, we went with Joe Blog last time. Okay. Well, why aren't you? Yeah. And you you don't want to dig too much, but a lot of the time they'll tell you yep. is A, it's price. Two, it's we just got treated like absolute rubbish. Um, three, oh, well, Jono did it, not, you know, Uncle Ted did it, you know. Yep. So we didn't have a choice. But now we've seen you and this is what we want to do. Yep. And I think I think that's that's the connection, you know, that I that I love about dealing with our families is that you know and and having that you know you've you've gone through quite a bit of personal um friends and ex uh, or and current clients i guess with the hairdressing side um with their families and dealing with that how do you find that dealing with families that you've had such a closeness to there's probably two two parts to that answer. Um, Is part B like for another podcast? Or oh, look, we no? could just keep going. <laughs> we could just keep going. Um, <laughs> look, the first part of that is it is far more emotional because these are people that I have met and have spent my life, you know, growing up with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been a hairdresser for 25 years um, mm. and a lot of my clients have – have followed me right from 
when I was an apprentice. So I've been really lucky. And in the time that I've been in the funeral industry, you know, I have worked quite closely with some of these families because, you know, they've lost a parent or a grandparent. And um, so it is hard because you're confronted with people that you know and and you want to give them the very best and you want to try not to be too emotional but it's it's hard and then the other part of that answer is it's an honor it's an honor to be able to mm. look after their family or their friends and it takes that relationship to a whole oh, new yeah, level definitely yeah what yeah. do you what do you think is um been your highlight of um looking after families I know it sounds a bit weird when you think, oh, you know, what what did you really get excited about or what did you really, you know, enjoy about it? But what we do is actually quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, it's weird when it when when you use the word death, but we're yeah. celebrating people's lives and there's got to be oh, – well, I would think there has got to be something or several things that has really made you go, yep, yeah, oh. that's, that's why I do what I do. I've probably even had – one of those moments this morning. Yeah. Um, so talking about caring for people that you know, um, one of my beautiful friends of 25 years, her mum has sadly passed and she's in our care at the moment. And this morning I got to assist, you know, um, her daughters to be dressing her and yeah. having that beautiful time with their mum Um and, you know, one person was very sceptical about coming in. I think she didn't think she had the strength to, to come in and, and yeah. see her mum and dress her mum. And just being with them on that journey and to mm. watch how they left and how good they felt knowing they could do that for their mum, I mean, that is a highlight for me because I've been able to share that with them and give them yeah, and a, that's a really private good moment experience. too and, and we're, in there, we're in there too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like that that last view prior to closing a coffin. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're we're often just a meter away or even less, you know, yeah. giving them a big hug or, or just holding them while they while we do that. Um yeah. yeah. Making that making that connection with my families is probably the highlight of my job. Yeah. Is being able to look after them and care for them and be everything that they need. Yeah. Um, through that journey, that's yeah. that that's my highlight. So, what sure. what would be something that you don't like about what you do? Well, that's a harder question. Mm, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the boss asking that. Um, I f- I find it can be the the emotional connection that we can get with certain families because if, if I say, it's not a terrible thing but I tend to absorb every everyone's emotion yeah and you know it's probably it's it's nearly as hard for me as what it is for them yeah in in some regard because you've tried to take that pressure off them yeah and deliver a beautiful yep. service so I often find that you know, at the end of the day, I'm knackered, or yep. you know, or by the end of the week, it's it's so different. Yeah. And especially if you've had one that's a younger person, or a baby, or an older person, whatever the relationship is. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's that's probably or even a weakness, I guess, is just that oh, but then we're human too. So yeah. I look at that and I think, well, if I wasn't showing any emotion, then yeah, why am I doing it then? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um I heard the term um recently you know compassionate burnout yeah um sometimes it is hard especially if you've had a run of you know quite traumatic deaths or difficult you know difficult Mm. funerals it's it's our job to to keep everything together to keep everything moving to keep our families happy you know, or happy is maybe not the right word, but make sure that everything runs smoothly for them. Um, So often we take on that that burden of grief. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, that is hard. That is hard. But then you can have better times where funerals are not looked at as being traumatic and terribly sad. It might be someone that's lived a beautifully long, happy life. Yeah. And their family want to celebrate that. Definitely. Um, so, yep. you know, you take the good with the bad. So what what do you reckon has been your um, hardest one? Oh, look, there's a few that come to mind for various reasons. Yeah. Um, the one that comes to mind straight away when you talk about the hardest um, was a, a child. Mm. Um who died a, a traumatic death, an accident, yeah. and her her funeral was magnificent. It was it was beautiful, and and it went perfectly. But in in a perfect world, no one should have had to do that. You know, the parents should never oh, have no. lost their child. No. Um, so as far as a funeral is concerned, it was perfect. It was perfect, but. The circumstances surrounding that and just the seeing, like there would have been 400 people at that funeral and half of them were children. Like to see that, oh, it was. So I think as far as emotional, you know, emotionally taxing and hard, um, you and I were talking about that just earlier and I said I'm glad that they are few and far between because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, you know, it's hard to see a coffin of that size. It's hard to put someone in a coffin that mm. size. Um, and this lovely girl, you wouldn't have even known. It looked, she uh, just looked like she was asleep. Just even perfect. though she had a, a fairly traumatic death. Perfect. Um, and, yeah, she she had a lot of energy. Yeah. She really did. Yeah. Um, what's, a, what's, another, what's another one that you think that you... One, another one that comes straight to mind and, and for, for different reasons, um, look, and I think we've spoken about it, um, we looked after a beautiful lady who was a paramedic. Mm. Um, she was in a tragic car accident um, but we knew her, um, you know, all of us at Brimber did because it was only eight weeks previous to her passing away mm. that we looked after her mum. Yeah. So we got to know her personally and, again, it was a magnificent funeral and it was a true celebration of this beautiful woman's life but the heaviness of – and, again, it, it's probably mm. just 
you know, talking about the fairness of life. Like how how is that that young people, you know, young beautiful mm. people get taken so soon? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, and that was hard. That was hard for all of us. I know how hard that was for you too. And mm. you know, we we all knew her, and we all felt we all felt that. Yeah. Um, but that could also be one of my biggest highlights in my career because that was a, a next level amazing funeral that mm. we we could do for her. Um, and it was it was magnificent, and it's exactly yeah. what she deserved. Oh yeah, 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 and she's she's def- she's still around. I know yeah. that she's definitely still around. Um, so what what else have you found um, with this industry for you? Like what what have you? Is there any anything else that you'd like to share with people? Ooh. Or how would you suggest people get into the industry? Like if it, if it was something that you were trying to do for a long period of time or had an idea, how would you suggest people to get into it? In all honesty. Don't do it. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you can do yeah. is get yourself a resume. Go to Brember Family Funeral. No. Yeah, come to Brember. <laughs> Help me. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is, co- you know... Knock on people's doors. You need to be memorable to be able to get into this industry. You have to make an impression um, because it's not often that jobs Mm. come up, um, especially in family-owned funeral homes. Um, So phone calls, follow that up with a visit, you know, chain yourself to the front door. That, Mm. you know, that's that's a great way. Be persistent and be memorable. For all the right reasons. And to want to get into this industry, it has to be for the right reason. Yeah. Yeah. So you were saying earlier about that it was a different a different view from what you were outside to inside. Yeah. For the better or for the worse? For – no, I will say for the better. Yeah. Um, different – and I guess, I guess up until – I have seen things in other funeral homes in terms of doing transfers. So I was already yeah. in the industry when I've seen other yeah. other funeral homes. But I didn't know that we would, I guess, look after putting together a coffin. So like a coffin will come to us as a shell. We put the handles on. Mm. We put the trimming in. We do all of that. And I love that. Because that lets us give a personal touch yes. to that. Um, you know, some mortuary practices, I didn't know how some things were done, um, some things that we use um, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll keep that a little secret. <laughs> All of It's a fairy wand. It's <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those things are... Uh, you know, things that I would never have known about until I was in the industry. Mm. Um, but I enjoy those things. Like I enjoy putting handles on coffins because I can stand back and go, you know, look, I, I did that. That yeah. looks beautiful. No hairy high pants No, handles. no. Yeah. Um, look, and going back to the question that you asked, um, you know, it's something that I don't enjoy in the industry um, but that I, I take as a bit of a personal challenge is – 
I didn't realise how male-dominated the industry is and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because I think I think our generation is, um, you know, that equality is, is there, which is great, but it's probably more the older generation of funeral directors that think, oh, yeah. you know, women shouldn't drive hearses and women, you know, shouldn't be. Or even, even to the point where you guys, both of you went out and did a... Um, a transfer and they went, oh, two women. That two was women. lovely. Yeah. Lovely to see rather <laughs> than two, you know, morbid men walking yeah. in that don't really care about their job. Yeah. Um, so it's a good thing. Probably to make a, a uh, I don't know, a, an imprint on this industry as a woman and not just a woman that is at a funeral wearing, you know, a pale coloured pants skirt suit you know <laughs> just being front and center like we get our hands dirty we you know we are in the mortuary we yeah. are doing the transfers we are lifting coffins you know there's none of this oh you know a man has to do this no yeah. we we do it yeah and i'm really proud of that so even though it's something that should never be an issue or something that shouldn't even be spoken about yeah it's something i'm very proud of knowing that i can you know, I can match a man and, you know, do a job just as good. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think definitely having the females in the industry because back in the day when I first started it was like w- the women were just the administration people. So front of house, like they're, they're the receptionist or they were the ones doing the tea and coffee <laughs> in the back. And for any of the, any of the females, and there was only uh, I reckon two or three, You'd, a lot of people would say, oh, they're different, you know, they're different people. It's like, but they're still a female too. Like, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Like, oh, no, but they're different. Um, but it's because it wasn't it wasn't the done thing. Yeah. You know, they might have had, you know, shorter hair or whatever else like that and it was like, but they could lift more than what some of the men yep. could do. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think, I think the females have definitely got a great, uh, great way of delivering funerals um, so different to, I guess, what the guys can do yep. as well, you know. So I've had my share of uh, guys em- employed and what have they done? They've put the bed and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it hasn't been the best and, yeah, who, who are the people that are hung around? The girls. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm T for uh, the T. I'm the I'm the I'm T the the team Bre- uh, team Bremba for the females. I'm yep. I'm there. Yep. Um, We're gonna start calling you Charlie. 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 <laughs> Hi, angels. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I I think I think having an all female team is a great thing. Um. And there's going to be some exciting things coming, you know, in the future. So, no, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. So, um. All right. Well, look, that has given everyone a little bit of an insight to uh, Jess's journey so far and you'll hear more stories from her uh, in other episodes as we go along. Well, I've got um, lots of stories. And uh, we really look forward to that. Um, so that will conclude our episode today. Um, thank you, Jess. Thank you for having me. And... Um, we yes 
even even Daisy the cow wanted to um, get involved there too. So uh, no, thank you, thank you very much, everyone, for joining, and we look forward to you coming and listening to us ramble about odd things and hearing me talk Brembanese. Uh, we might actually, that's an idea. We might even do a podcast on what Brembanese is because people think Brembanese. Oh, buckle in, folks. Yeah, it's a bit of a journey. So, all right, guys, well, look, take care and we'll uh, we'll join you later on. Bye for now.